Chapter Four of Music Talks with Children by Thomas Tapper. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The tones about us. Scientific education ought to teach us to see the invisible as well as the visible in nature. John Tyndall. There used to live in England a famous scientist named Tyndall, who was interested, among other things, in the study of sound. He studied sounds of all kinds, made experiments with them, wrote down what he observed, and out of it all he wrote a book, useful to all who desire to learn about sound and its nature. One day Tyndall and a friend were walking up one of the mountains of the Alps. As they ascended the path, Tyndall's attention was attracted by a shrill sound, which seemed to come from the ground at his feet. Being a trained thinker, he was at once curious to know what was the cause of this. By looking carefully he found that it came from a myriad of small insects which swarmed by the side of the path. Having satisfied himself as to what it was, he spoke to his companion about the shrill noise, and was surprised to learn that he could not hear it. Tyndall's friend could hear all ordinary sound perfectly well. This, however, seemed to be sound of such a character as it did not reach his sense of hearing. One who, like Tyndall, listened carefully to sounds of all kinds, would quickly detect anything uncommon. This little incident teaches us that sounds may go on about us, and yet we know nothing of them. Also it teaches us to think about tones, seek them, and in the first days increase our acquaintance and familiarity with them. Men of science who study the different ways in which the mind works tell us that habit, and also a busy mind, frequently make us unconscious of many things about us. Sometimes we have not noticed the clock strike, although we have been in the room on the hour, or someone speaks to us, and because we are thinking of something else, we fail to hear what is said to us. It certainly is true that very many people do not hear half of the sounds that go on about them, sounds which, if but heeded, would teach people a great deal, and of all people, those who study music should be particularly attentive to sounds of all kinds. Indeed, the only way to begin a music education is begin by learning to listen. Robert Schumann, a German composer, once wrote a set of rules for young musicians. As it was Schumann's habit to write only what was absolutely needed, we may be sure he regarded his rules as very important. There are sixty-eight of them, and the very first has reference to taking particular notice of the tones about us. If we learn it from memory, we shall understand it better to think of it oftener. Besides that, we shall have memorized the serious thought of a truly good and great man. This is what he says. The cultivation of the ear is of the greatest importance. Endeavor early to distinguish each tone and key. Find out the exact tone sounded by the bell, the glass, and the cuckoo. There is certainly a good hint in this. Let us follow it day by day, and we shall see how many are the tones about us which we scarcely even notice. We should frequently listen to find who of us can distinguish the greatest number of different sounds. Then we shall learn to listen attentively to sounds and noises. Bit by bit, all sounds, especially the beautiful ones, will take on a new and deeper meaning to us. They will be full of a previously unrecognized beauty, which will teach us to love music more and more sincerely. In order that we may better understand how sounds are related to each other, we should learn each to sing the major scale, so that it will go readily up and down as a melody. As we become more and more familiar with it, 
we must think frequently of its separate tones so as to feel just how each one sounds in the scale how it fits in the scale and just what it says in fact we shall then notice after a while that we can hear the scale with the inner ear which is finer and more delicate we should have names for the scale tones like the pretty italian syllables or if not these whatever our teacher suggests then we should have a conception of the tones as they are related we should learn that every tone of the scale is colored by the tonic every one gets a character from the tonic which tells us all about it because we learn to hear its relation to its principal tone in a little while with patience we shall be able to hear the scale tones in any order we may choose to think them the power will be a fine help forever after we must be sure to get it in the final days whenever we hear two tones we should try to find them on the piano this will make us listen more attentively to the tone sounded by the clock the church bell the bird the drinking glass and what a lot there are like the squeaking door the cricket the noise of the wind and the rain the puff of the engine and all the other sounds we hear in a day bit by bit in this way our familiarity with tones will grow and we shall be well repaid for all the trouble gradually we shall become better listeners but about listening we are to speak in our next talk this however may be said now let us always be sure to listen with special care to two tones calling one the tonic or first of the major scale and finding what degree the other is or near what degree it lies this will make us better acquainted with the scale and we shall learn that all the music we have comes out of it we must also listen to tones so that we can tell something about them besides their scale names we must learn to describe tones tell whether they are high or low sweet or harsh loud or soft long or short for instance through the window i can hear a church bell someone is ringing it slowly so that the tones are long the tone is not a very high one it is a g above middle c and the quality is rich and mellow this describes the church bell tone quite well and in like manner we may describe all the sounds we hear we should make it a habit often to stand or to sit perfectly still and to listen to everything that goes on about us even in the country where all seems as quiet as possible we shall be surprised at the great number of sounds there are some other tones to which i fear we are prone not to listen i mean the tones which the piano makes when we play finger exercises we think perhaps of the finger motion which is not all or we think of nothing which is very bad or our thoughts begin to picture other things even while we play which is the worst of all and bit by bit we actually forget what we are doing one of the quickest ways to become unable to hear sounds correctly is to play the piano without thinking fully of what we are doing therefore it must be a rule never to play a tone without listening acutely to it if in the first days we determined to do this and remained faithful to it we shall always touch the piano keys carefully thoughtfully and reverentially elsewhere we shall have some definite tone lessons for the purpose of making us familiar with the tones about us but no rule can exceed in importance this one never to make any music unthinkingly by care and practice we shall soon become so skilful as to notice tones with the readiness we notice colors in the garden the sense of tone must be as strong in us as is the sense of color then we shall be able to tell differences of tones which are nearly the same as readily as we can now tell two variants of yellow for instance 
a bit of perseverance in this and the beauties even of common sounds shall be revealed to us end of chapter four